0: Stop staring at me, you're giving me a complex. I'm trying to blend. Well, if you can't hear me, can you change to the color of this table? What do you think you're doing? I think he understands me. Well, if he understood me, I'd tell him how sick I am of all these stupid animals. (gasps) Oh, that really hurt. Well, if you could understand me, I'd tell you to do something about those bander flakes. It's looking like Christmas in July. I hate this place. So young, so angry. Damn that rap music.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Front Row Cinema, a movie podcast for movie lovers by movie lovers. I am your host, TJ Trimboli, and with me, as always, is my animal doctor in training here, Mr. James O'Reilly. How's it going, buddy? It's going. And each week we run down a movie from my 1,000 movies in theaters, and we see how well it's aged, along with the hype surrounding the film, its box office analysis, and legacy in the film industry. Jim, what are we watching tonight?
0: Dr. Dolittle 2.
1: That's right, the 2001 comedy, Dr. Dolittle 2, directed by Steve Carr and starring Eddie Murphy as the titular doctor. Now, as always, we turn to our lovely flapjacket here to dive into the lovely little logline that they have on the back for us. But I think, Jim, you said today that you had a pretty good explanation for Dr. Dolittle 2.
0: The Scorpion King is a movie based on the character of the Scorpion King. Well, that's a movie about Doctor Doolittle.
1: Doctor Doolittle too is a movie about the character of Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit more nuanced than that. We turn to our flop jacket here. Superstar Eddie Murphy is back as Doolittle, the beloved doctor with the uproarious critter communicating talents. This time around, Doolittle plays Cupid to a bumbling circus bear to help a group of forest creatures save their habitat. With the aid of his mangy madcap animal friends, Doolittle must teach this overgrown Teddy the ways of true romance in time to save his species and his home. That is so pun-filled. I, I've been we've been missing out on the good pun-based DVD covers. And this one yeah. back with a vengeance. Uproarious. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah,
0: that that did not disappoint. That's what a DVD jacket should sound like
1: absolutely with the great tagline on the front a treat the whole family see what you did there treat animals they like treats I oh see
0: yeah yeah that's i followed that for sure were,
1: they were going pun heavy on this one what uh what a movie to uh really dive into this week here jim we we tend to every now and again we talked about this a little bit uh last week's episode where we have these big huge great movies that we were seeing when we were kids and then there's these lesser ones that kind of slip in through their cracks where we're like oh what did we watch last week we're like yeah we're watching castaway or we're watching the mummy returns like what are we watching this week oh we gotta watch dr Doolittle too
0: yeah and i was not shy last week about how i felt with needing to watch dr Doolittle too
1: That's true. You really wore your heart on your sleeve for that one. I as well, I don't think either of us are really looking forward to watching this one, which made it so much funnier during the week when we texted each other about watching it, and it was the complete different reaction than we would have expected texting each other about it.
0: Yeah, this is one where, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, this came out, and I was probably a little still too cool for school, you know? I was, what, like maybe 11 years old? Twelve years old when this came out, so it wasn't cool in my book. I was like Doctor Dolittle too, Psst, you know. <laughs> but now, now, now that I'm a, like a grown up and I don't, I'm not too cool for anything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like it's just like I had a, a lot of fun this week.
1: Yeah, it was surprising. This was this was definitely a surprising one to dive into when when it was funny our thoughts about it when you texted me going i don't know if it's just that i just saw the iron claw and i needed a good pick me up and this one was right there to come along at the right time yeah. and then i texted you back where i had the same thing but i was like i don't know if i'm just really high but this movie really striking the chord with me right now and i don't want anyone yeah. out there to think that this movie is going to get higher marks with me because you know i watched this one you know under the influence because spoiler alert I watch all my movies under the influence.
0: Whoa. Startling confessions. Startling
1: confessions. <laughs> hey, it's legal in New York, all right? I can talk about
0: it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I don't know. I, I'm still not sure if I liked it more because what I did the day before was watch one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I liked it. It was it was delightful. Yeah, but either
1: either or, even if that was true, that you did enjoy it maybe more than you would have another day because of the Iron Claw. It shows that that movie did what it wanted to do, which was just put a little smile on your face for 80 minutes.
0: Yeah, and it sure did.
1: It sure did. Uh, Jim spoke just a second ago about him being a kid being too cool for school, so obviously we know Jim did not go see this one in theaters. Uh, I, however was not too cool for school back then. I still went and saw Dr. I was 12 years old also, still going to see Dr. Oh, Doolittle 2.
0: Don't get me wrong. I saw Dr. Doolittle too with my dad and my younger siblings. I just hated every second of it.
1: <laughs> I did, however, go see it. I went to the theaters with Zach to go see it. And I don't know if this was maybe a movie where he wanted to go see it and I took him. Because uh, obviously, you know, we were a bit. Uh, this one is right on the threshold. You know, we're a little bit on the older side, where we were getting to that age where probably we wanted to see more Mummy Returns and less Doctor Dolittle too. But Zach, right. you know, was a few years younger than us, so that could have been a movie I was taking him to see. Uh, I don't remember the only bit I remembered about this movie, which goes leagues above to show how this bit. It's always a great bit to go to in movies. The only bit I remembered from this movie, going back to it, was Archie the bear having diarrhea with Eddie Murphy in <laughs> in the in the stall with him, which just goes yeah. to show how good a poop joke always goes. Still to this day, it stu- That was the only thing that stuck with me from, from going back to this movie. Was I real, know there's uh, a poop joke in here.
0: Real low hanging fruit on that one.
1: Exactly, but hey, low hanging fruit jokes still get we've we've established many comedy episodes here jim that i will laugh at just about anything and poop humor is at the top of that list
0: yeah yeah and i mean i didn't remember that particular part but it's definitely i probably won't forget it now
1: <laughs> yeah it's definitely one that will stick with us going forward um but enough about our memories of dr Doolittle too let's dive into our favorite subject to always talk about when we come to these movies and that is it's lovely box office run Numbers. Dates. Numbers. Numbers. Dates. Array. Dates. Numbers. Show
0: me the money. right, so Dr. Dolittle 2 opens June 22nd of 2001. So its opening weekend runs through the 24th.
1: Right in the summer movie season, baby.
0: I think we may have a milestone here. Okay. I, I don't remember if we've ever had another movie not open number one.
1: Uh, we didn't because i also wrote this note down too that this was our first movie to not open number one
0: beat out by the universal pictures absolute instant classic the fast and the furious
1: see now and zach so that would have been the movie i would have gotten seen that weekend
0: yeah both opening weekend for both of them too
1: yeah that's a that's a twofer right there and i chose dr dolittle too
0: yeah, so Fast and the Furious pulls in 40, let's call it 40.1 million, and Dr. Dolittle 2 comes in at 25 million.
1: That is another milestone, at least for us here on the pod, because 25 million is the lowest opening we've had so far of any of the movies that we've done. That puts it in the last place, now behind the Rugrats movie, which opened at
0: 27.3. Wow. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. so bottom-of-the-barrel opening weekend for what we have so far.
1: Which is a shame, because um, To Do a Little 2 leaves, in a way, a better movie than The Rugrats movie.
0: Yeah, way better. Way better. Which, don't even get me started. I think we may have found <laughs> the movie that's going to break the whole thing. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, yeah, so no run at number one here. Opens at number two. It stays in the top ten for seven weeks
1: all right so for a movie that opens on the low end uh especially here in the pod to be the lowest opening movie that we've done so far it still has the average legs that you see in movies because seven weeks is good enough to tie it with armageddon the perfect storm and the mummy returns which all sit also at seven weeks
0: nice yeah so i mean yeah that's a pretty good run and i mean it makes sense it's it's a it's got a kind of niche here right it's um well the the question it's like would be family friendly comedy that's out right
1: exactly so the the question is is are there any other family movies out at this time because this would probably be a movie that would have good legs over the summer because it's the family movie to go see
0: yeah i mean we're not we're it shrek is out this opening weekend, but it's still it's in its sixth week. So it's kind of on its last legs, you know. yeah I mean, it still pulls in Dr. Doolittle 2's first weekend, Shrek still pulls in 10.4 million. So it's still, Jeez. you know, it's still pulling in some business, but that's week six. Um Shrek week seven still pulling in seven point seven. And then so there's there's another family-friendly movie out, but it's been out for a while and it's still doing business. But it's not quite taken all of Dr. Dolittle's stuff.
1: Yeah, it's been around long enough that Dr. Dolittle has some room to breathe.
0: Yeah, interesting side note, Dr. Dolittle 2's second week, Pootie Tang's opening weekend.
1: Oh boy, (laughs) what did did Pootie Tang open up? Did did Pootie Tang even open in the top five?
0: Uh, Pootie Tang opened number 12 with (laughs) 1.5 million.
1: Ah, poor Pootie Tang.
0: Which is, I, they would have had my 12 bucks, but I was a little too young. I had to wait for HBO.
1: Yeah, we were unfortunately just under the cusp for, uh, for that gem. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Dr. Doolittle T- 2, it stays in the top five for those first three weeks, and then, um, or sorry, for those first two weeks, and then week three, it pulls in 10.4 million. Still, I mean, Scary Movie 2 is out now um oh, no. shrek is still out but it's losing steam uh atlantis is out i missed that earlier this is like week five of atlantis that Disney oh, so it did have
1: another family movie but i don't think atlantis was like a classic box office bomb right i don't think that that movie really yeah did.
0: It, i don't think it did very well and it's also like it's a family movie but it's more of like an adventure thing you know what i mean like if you're looking to go to something silly dr Dolittle yeah. is probably still your pick but so yeah, it stays in the top ten for those seven weeks. Um, week eight, it drops all the way down to fifteenth, and it's basically fully out of steam. Oh and just some just some totals here finishes with one one hundred and twelve point nine million domestic, okay, sixty sixty three point one million international, for a total worldwide total of one hundred and seventy six point one million
1: that's that's not shabby right there so while it comes in for our opening weekend as the lowest opening weekend here it's not the lowest worldwide gross we've had so far that honor still goes to the rugrats movie with 140.9 so 176 for dr dolittle 2 is good enough to put it now in the 14th spot right behind scary movie and but right ahead of pokemon the first movie which made 172 so it just eked past pokemon the first movie
0: yeah and that um, box office mojo has that against a budget of 70 million so yeah, so that's, that's, a like, win. that's like that's like that's like a, a single song. maybe not quite a double but you know they're on base yeah
1: i mean box office wise at least that's that's as good as you can hope for with something like that right
0: yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see. Let me look this up really fast. And also, it... still
1: looking at it, Dr. Dolittle 2, 112 domestic. It's a blockbuster movie right there.
0: Yeah, I went to look up Dr. Dolittle's box office, and I got the Robert Downey Jr. movie. So, but, okay, oh, so oh, put, it, a do- put it in perspective, though. The original Dr. Dr. Dolittle movie finished with $294.4 worldwide. worldwide. know. So I mean, it's a single, but it's you know they 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 didn't quite get what they wanted out of this. Yeah, show, I guess they were
1: hoping to get a little bit more, and that was definitely lower, but still still respectable for the amount that you spent
0: on it. And
1: 112 domestic—that's more than the Marvels made domestically.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, that's fair. That they are, yeah. You're not wrong, and that that's also the first one that's against the twenty nine million dollar opening weekend. So it's that that's a pretty good multiplier for that movie too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it it
1: it gave itself a decent run there over the summer, especially over the summer. The the ball in the summer is tough, and uh, they they did pretty well there for themselves. So good on you guys, Doctor Doolittle too. They really put the heart and soul into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly though they did. I was I was looking um trying to, you know, learn some behind the scenes stuff and everything while we were doing this movie. And the extent that they went through in this movie to do a large majority of the scenes with these animals practically very commendable. They went above and beyond to do as much of that in camera as possible. And of course they used, you know, your your camera tomfoolery, but it looks really good.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely it's i didn't even honestly i didn't even think of that but yes like it never felt like fake or anything like that it always seemed like they were all right there with everybody
1: and you have big scenes where there's like a plethora of different animals all in one shot you're like there's no fucking way they're all hanging around each other like that like how did you do that
0: yeah Yeah, that's true yeah they all like gather together a bunch of times yeah when they're uh, they're watching. When they're watching when they first meet archie and they're like they, they introduce him to everybody and he comes out and starts doing his act
1: yeah or when <laughs> he goes like,
0: they're like an audience
1: yeah or when he first goes to meet the beaver and there's like a bunch of different woodland critters like all just standing around hanging yeah, out yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. hey show some respect that's the god beaver so fucking silly so silly but yeah i guess i guess <laughs> at this point
1: we're, we're we're deep diving in there jim let me, let me hear it from you what what worked for you with this movie?
0: I I mean it just it really leaned into how silly it was, which I was a fan of. Um, the the voice acting I really liked. It wasn't like it was kind of weird looking. Maybe I mean not necessarily weird looking, but it was odd to see like the regular animals like no mouths moving and they just talk. Um, well, I think uh, which, funny.
1: I think the other funny thing to that point that you're making, especially when it comes to the voice cast, is the people that they got to do all the voice casting like we have this this kids movie we need a bunch of people to play these cast of characters and we get a bunch of just like filthy stand-up comedians
0: yeah well yeah no that, that's what i'm getting into right i mean so it, it was a little weird but the voice actors were great i mean you have norm mcdonald in there just like being his best norm mcdonald he's not quite as silly as he is on his like podcast or anything like that but um in this movie you could you definitely get that like sarcastic norm Macdonald sense of humor which i love when he's uh he's like yeah and when the the cat's away the mice will play and by mice i mean teenagers it's just yeah. such a norm Macdonald joke you know what i mean uh, and the way he delivers it is so funny um so he's great like they all had like really funny one-liners and then I mean Eddie Murphy's amazing in this movie, right? Like there's no doubt about how good he is.
1: Oh yeah, this was this movie Shrek and and this kind of era of him, he really honed in on that persona of his that worked so well on some of these where he is this kind of like affable dad, but he has a bit of an edge to him still, but it's more like a dorky edge and not so yeah. much his stand-up edge where he's like just really filthy. Uh, it's right, it's right. more like he really understood becoming that dad humor esque version of himself to really sell these. Like when he first meets the the pizza guy, who's like dating now his daughter, yeah. and, and he's yeah. just like he's like, don't worry, dude, and that's the the bit the amount that this movie still let everyone be pretty dirty also kills me cuz when she storms off and they're like we're having dinner together and the kids just like don't worry pops i know what she needs and like licks his <laughs> lips and walks in and it's like what the fuck
0: <laughs> see i didn't even pick up on that like i the way i took that was like he was like, "Don't worry, I'll take care of her." Like, and he was like taking the daughter away from Eddie Murphy. That's how I read that. I didn't even think about the licking his lips part.
1: He just has that like that like bit about. He's like, she's like rubbing his hands together, like he's gonna start a fire. Like he's, it he just seems so dastardly as he's walking in to take over.
0: Yeah. But dude, that whole sequence, man, right before the pizza guy gets there, when he uh, he takes away her cell phone and he's like looking through her contacts, he's like biggie mac who's biggie mac i, I don't uh, know, I know biggie mac that <laughs> whole,
1: like, and it's and it's the guy from uh fresh prince of bel-air the dad yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and he calls it and the kid's dad answers and they start screaming back and forth each <laughs> other. so funny dude oh
1: good i was
0: crying was such a good bit that, and then that goes, honestly that goes right into him opening the door with the pizza guy that's like the yeah. next thing that happens so he's on I, fire in that beginning I think
1: the first like 20 minutes of this movie is so damn good cuz like this yeah. the setup is great where you know we're getting reintroduced to Dr. Dolittle and you know and he's he's working with patients and with the animals and you see just how stressed his life is because he has no minute to himself because even when he's coming home, there's people just hanging out outside trying to get him to look at his animals. He he just has no peace and quiet. And even when he comes into his house where he's hoping to like still get it, he's also just at like an 11 constantly. Like I love when he's trying to get into uh, his daughter Raven Simone's like room and he's out in the balcony. And as he's trying to get in then just like the raccoon shows up. There's the drunk monkey. It's like This dude just can't get a second to him self and like he's just like what are you drinking he's like it's water and he's like let me smell that
0: (laughs) yeah it's so funny dude yeah and like it's you're right they're constantly putting more and more pressure on him which makes his whole shtick like 10 times funnier you know
1: because you're just watching him just lose his shit the entire movie for the most part because he's (laughs) just this guy trying to not lose it and every time he just he just goes so over the top all the time and he's he's so fantastic at pulling that off 100%
0: 100% you know you know who it reminds me of or I should say who reminds me of it what Kevin Hart <laughs> he should be paying Eddie Murphy like royalty checks dude yeah like, like, do you remember when we used to watch uh Real Husbands of Hollywood all the time yep yeah <laughs> like yeah he's literally Kevin Hart is just playing Eddie Murphy in that show <laughs> like that's what he's doing he's just yeah, doing he's Eddie really... Murphy's whole bit
1: He's really taking the ball with that, just on edge, about to snap persona, and just consistently yeah, exactly. just throwing stress at him constantly, and then just watching him react to it. Like he's he really yeah. took the ball with that, and he's, he's he he does good with it too. I I I like Kevin Hart. Oh he's no,
0: really- he's hilarious, and I think that's like a big part of why I like it more this time around. Because I think when I was a kid, Eddie Murphy's bit was getting kind of old, and I was kind of like, hey, eh, all right, yeah, I get it, Eddie Murphy and then since then like kevin hart's kind of taken the ball and ran with it like you said and i really liked when kevin hart did it and i'm like older and i kind of get it more now so when i go back and watch it i love it you know yeah
1: no and it's and it's fantastic because that whole just bit where he's dealing with the raccoon trying to get to his daughter doing the biggie mac thing dealing (laughs) with the kid who's outside and then having the dinner and all that happens in like five minutes
0: I know, yeah. it's, it's so One good. after
1: the other. The raccoon is just like it'd be great respect if you could come and uh see with my badger. He's like, listen, man, you you gotta make an appointment. You gotta come into my appointment at 8 a.m. tomorrow. He's like, ooh, the beaver don't travel for nobody.
0: Yeah, and I mean this is kind of silly to say about a movie like Dr. Doolittle too, right? But the the way that like the pacing of it is so good. Yeah. Like you're no, saying, it's- like it's all quick and funny, but at the same time they're setting up so much conflict for the rest of the movie like him and his daughter are going to be at odds and he promises her a vacation that a couple minutes from now he's going to pull right out from under her you know yeah so she's not going to be happy the rest of the movie that's going to be a constant thorn in his side you know um and they're like setting up the god beaver thing which it's an obstacle for him to go talk to his daughter but at the same time it's going to about to become the central point of the whole plot you know
1: yeah, the so it's, writer, just,
0: it's it's really, it's really well written. It is, yeah,
1: writer Larry Levin. I don't know if he's done anything else. We'll have to uh, take a look into that later, but excellent, excellent work in that first act, just pacing that movie. And I love, uh, same as you were talking about before, the biggest pro for me too in this movie is how absolutely silly it is and how much they lean into that silliness. Because I just love, I was so on board watching the movie when they got to that point where he's the whole movie. You think it's going to be about him just trying to, you know, get that like stress reliever and connect with his kids. And then the raccoon shows up and he's acting like he's in the mafia. And he's like, I need you to come meet with my Don because we got a job for you. And of course it's like, he's the only one that can do it because he's the only one that could speak to the animals. And of course, like the animal, it's just like a mafiosa crew. I, I cried
0: i was and like I'm, still, I'm so in. Whole, i'm so in all that stuff is so lined with jokes too like he's like telling the guy he's like tell him he's got to make an appointment and the guy's like oh i'm not gonna tell him that yeah it's old. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's not gonna happen <laughs> so yeah. yeah no it's so it's, it's hilarious that it's like a mafia family and yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of what a big part of what makes this movie work for me is that you know it's still kind of silly right it's not like a really like serious movie but they have enough of these little bits to just carry it across the finish line for 80 minutes where it's still like really funny like throughout the whole thing you know like there's enough variety where even though it's kind of like sticky and like um it's like you know like having like the silly mafia boss isn't like really like anything it's not really groundbreaking right but there's enough of those little things and little, like, that'll crack me up just a little bit that gets it over the finish line. Like, how about Pepito, dude?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's another one. That's just, like, so silly. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's from such a weird, intro. like,
1: yeah, he comes back, like, Dr. Doolittle comes home from his trip and he's just got this iguana and they're just, or a chameleon. And they're like, yeah, what if we just bring back a chameleon and he just says the most ridiculous things you've ever heard? And you're like, yeah, like, let, let's throw that in there
0: yeah but like when he's like on the couch and he's like look at me i am the blend master (laughs) i would perfectly blend with every fiber like he's like getting so into it and he just can't change colors (laughs) he's so
1: over the top and i think that's another funny thing or a little element to this movie is the fact that Eddie Murphy is the only one that can hear them. So as he has to go through every second of this, and each one of these animals is such a caricature, over-the-top, silly thing, it just adds to that stress. Because it's like you're trying to have a conversation with your wife, and here's this chameleon just being like, "I'm the blend master," like I blend with the fly. and you're just like, "I can't even concentrate on what I'm supposed to be dealing with because I got this clown over here." <laughs>
0: yeah or the monkey who's just like drinking wine all the time
1: and also like then i love that they never explain it but like why is that monkey just hanging around his house all the time
0: i he might be from the first movie I'm not, i don't remember maybe yeah that is
1: true because I, I don't i couldn't tell you a thing about the first movie so but it's yeah. also just funny because like he's just he's never in the house he's always just like on the balcony or hanging out by the cabin
0: yeah well so like for the first movie i couldn't tell you a thing about it either what i'm guessing it was was him figuring out he could talk to animals and like freaking out and then like i guess getting to a point where people knew he could and it was okay and then this one's such a good sequel to that because they really like stretch the premise of a doctor who can talk to animals and the whole world knows about it just the hijinks that he'd get into
1: yeah just the absolute hilarity that does ensue because i love we're catching back up to him and we're seeing like what he's been up to in the interim since the first movie. And he's like, Yeah, he does uh he does meetings for strays and it's almost like an AA meeting where he's <laughs> yeah, just like, sitting, like and sharing, like, right? Sharing their story. He's like, Hey, we got a uh we got a family uh looking for uh somebody and they're like, Oh, Butch would like that, and like Butch is licking his nuts and like, ah, eh, never mind, Butch. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's so silly. And like just the fact that he's so legitimate that his wife, who I guess is a lawyer in the movie, I think, right? That's the idea? Yeah. Uh, his wife goes into court and they argue that they could rehabilitate this bear. Yeah. That... And get him out into the wild because we got Dr. Doolittle. It's so silly. Yeah, it's like, such an ju- absurd premise. The judge... The judge is just like that sounds good to me i mean what else is dr doolittle what can we do here he's like we'll give him 90 days if he can't
1: work it then nobody can do this
0: it's so ridiculous oh man and then at the end when he's trying to they have he's trying to convince the judge to let the weasel testify
1: it's like yeah we uh we have somebody your honor he was a witness there is he in this courtroom today uh no your
0: honor uh he's a weasel weasel yeah, and we do. We haven't even gotten to Steve Zahn yet. I can play any kind of bear. I've got range, grizzly, panda, polar. Here, check out my polar. I am freezing. Steve <laughs> Zahn
1: absolutely does have range.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's hysterical, man. He's got some of the funniest lines in the whole movie. He does. Like, and uh, it, that's
1: another funny bit. It's just so absurd that it's it's just we're gonna rehabilitate this bear into the wild, but He's a circus bear, so he's all just about luxury and high class. And we got to (laughs) re-implement him into society, into the wild, where he has to learn how to be a rugged bear again. But the girl bear's already got a boyfriend, so he's got to prove that he's just, like, rugged and tough. It's so fucking silly. And one of my favorite bits of that, when... You know, Dr. Doolittle's trying to show him how serious the situation is. They do, like, the scared straight where he locks him in, like, prison with two other bears. The bear's like, yo, bro, you don't want none of
0: this. He's like, let me show you what happens if you don't get it done in the (laughs) wilds. And he brings him to scared straight. It's so ridiculous. Like, it's one (laughs) of those movies that has so the scared straight scene though dr doolittle's on the phone and like you know they're scaring him straight and then dr doolittle like walks away and talks on the phone for a minute and then by the time he gets back they're all just singing show tunes yeah <laughs> it's so ridiculous dude. oh man it's, it's, it's so it's, good
1: it's one of those movies that really understood the assignment and it it reminds me, obviously not to the level of being this good, because this is obviously the greatest family movie of all time, but it reminds me of that just like fun, lighthearted nature of, of Paddington, where it just, it just knows oh, what it, yeah, it yeah. knows what it needs to be and it, and it just works.
0: Yeah. Like, and obviously right, this one exactly.
1: isn't, I'm not saying this one, you could even compare the two because, you know, Paddington 2 is like the greatest family movie No, of yeah, time. of course,
0: they're different, yeah.
1: Yeah, but this movie knew what it wanted to do it landed on all of those there wasn't really a joke in this one that didn't work for me at any point while I was watching this movie I was like for for this movie and what they're doing all of this is working for me it's just top notch
0: yeah yeah it's no I really 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 enjoyed it it was it was much better than I was expecting it to be yeah Was there anything you didn't like Again, it's hard
1: to nitpick because it's it's supposed to be just, like, dumb, stupid humor. The funny thing is the joke that worked least for me in this movie is the one that I remembered from being a kid, which is the poop humor.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, I've it been was, there, seen that. It was pretty silly, yeah. But even then, it still had some good lines. Like, uh, he's like, yeah, I realized I fell in love with, uh, what was the bears, the girl bears? name again lisa kudrow's bear name Dilly. i don't remember either he's like yeah but i fell in love with her but and also cherry garcia <laughs> 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 like, like, just yeah. so silly like it's just it's it's
1: just a dumb comedy so it's it's hard to knit to like criticize because it's like at the end of the day it's just supposed to be a stupid movie i think the other the one thing i can say some of them work uh better than others um There's a lot of pop culture references in this. Some of them work and some of them don't work. Um, Like, I'm very tired of seeing the Rocky reference where we just play Eye of the Tiger and and they're training. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Like, All right. Also, I I don't know if you noticed this. um, The what's up joke uh, from Budweiser returned in this movie.
0: Really? When? I didn't. Yeah, there notice. was
1: a scene early on. Um, honestly, I I forget the scene, but I literally just wrote down in my notes as I was watching. It was it had to be. It was after the fake AA meeting for the Strays, because then that was my next note was the "What's up" joke from Scary Movie and Budweiser returns. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a character that does the "What's up," uh, which is
0: hysterical. I, I didn't even catch that.
1: And yeah, so that that one returned. Um, yeah. I think the one pop culture reference that worked the best for me here is when they're first going in to do the scared straight joke um, with the bears and they're walking down the prison row and one of the animals in there just goes like, hello, Clarice. <laughs> it's like the silence of the lambs. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. like, that's a good
1: one. That's a good one. Because it's, it's a good one, dark yeah. horse that you wouldn't normally expect. It's the on the nose ones that I'm like, all right. It's like they do a Star Wars one where they say like use the force at one point. And it's like, all right
0: right and it's like more uh, like how every movie do, you, was doing like that matrix bullet time exactly. exactly. like back then yeah i know what you mean like the really the, really the over the ones.
1: overused yeah the played out ones the overused ones but the, the the dark horse ones like the sons of the lambs one that one worked for me because that was a funny one that
0: you don't see a lot
1: um, Dude, but also
0: i thought raven simone was really great in this movie <laughs>
1: Yeah, for playing the angsty teenager, and that, that's yeah, a really funny right. bit that the whole movie it's playing on the expectations that you think she's just going through puberty and wants you know to have more of like her own agency and independence, but it's that she's just worried that she can also talk to animals and she thinks it's going to yeah. make her also a freak, which is a hilarious, um, you know, al- if you want to say uh, allegory. I might be thinking too deep here for Doctor Doolittle too, but for you know, like uh-huh. hitting puberty
0: oh yeah right like she's like yeah it's kind of like teen wolf only instead of turning into a wolf you learn how to talk to animals exactly exactly (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah um yeah she was great there was a couple of that guys in this movie
1: oh dude i was waiting uh for you to bring that up that a couple jim there are a lot of that yeah. people in this movie this yeah. movie is chock full of and also just like some random people that just show in to say one line as an animal and then fuck off and disappear
0: yeah cedric the entertainer is billed as the second per- star on imdb you want to know what he's credited as like
1: what uh isn't he one of the scared straight bears he's
0: just like bear yeah, number he's three zoo bear number one <laughs> that's, that's i don't well, even know see, if that's one of the scared straight bears honestly i just know I, that it's like zoo bear number one.
1: Oh, it is because i remember that scene and i love that's a scene that works great too because they're like we're gonna have you know like the scared straight bears who should be the bears in there and they get pretty much most of the guys from the movie friday like it's like uh what's um singleton not singleton um witherspoon john witherspoon's one of them oh yeah the, yeah, yeah the entertainer is one of them uh yep. it's it's so funny um Isaac Hayes is the possum that rolls with the with oh the beat yeah there. yeah
0: yeah right right that's a good one yeah yeah and uh, then you got Kevin, your, your... Kevin Pollack <laughs> yeah
1: I love that Kevin Pollack also plays like the skeezy lawyer and then also plays like a voice uh character also in it
0: yeah dude Andy Richter is in this movie
1: <laughs> yeah he plays he's one of the animals right which animal yeah is he
0: well dead? it's a he's credited as Eugene Wilson but I think he was one of the animals because I didn't remember seeing him in it.
1: Yeah, I think he's one of the, I forget which animal he is, but I know he's also one of the, I love that um, Lisa Kudrow's boyfriend bear is Mike Epps.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. And then we got a, we got a repeat one here.
1: Do we have a returning that guy? This is our, we had, which is funny because now it's it's almost like a six degrees of separation because for the perfect storm, we had that guy, William Fickner. William Fickner returned as that guy in Armageddon, which starred that oh. guy Ken Campbell, Max
0: from Armageddon, who
1: returns now in this movie as that yeah, guy. Yeah, Max
0: from Armageddon. He plays the Santa Claus in Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny how it's it's hopscotching you movie to movie, like returning that degrees, guy. Six degrees of that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, six degrees of that guy. uh isn't the yeah, weasel like Andy funny. Dick?
0: Uh, maybe one of the guys. Yeah, I, didn't, I know Andy I didn't Dick is one, one of them. One uh, There's Mandy, Mandy Moore little, plays uh, one of
1: them. They're, they're all they're all over the place. Too, I think. She? <laughs> yeah, she's one of those ones that plays, says one line, and then you don't, and then that's it, and you don't hear from her again. Yeah. Same, like same real, goes for Arnold, cameo, Arnold you know? Schwarzenegger, who shows up for one scene as the as the. Oh wolf. yeah, he, he was
0: really noticeable though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, that I, I really mean, it's <laughs> hard not to notice Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. I think, though, the worst that guy we could talk about, probably that guy that we hope to never have to talk about again. Uh, everybody's uh, least favorite pedophile, Jeffrey Jones.
0: I, kn- I knew. I was like waiting for him to come up. It's like, ooh, that's ooh, Jeffrey Jones. Ooh.
1: Jeffrey Jones. Oh, you bastard
0: yeah so um we missed a pretty good piece of trivia for this one that okay. I forgot about the bear who plays Archie the bear yeah. his name's Bart the bear and he we honestly I you know what I think we're gonna bring this up in IMDB, IMDb deep dive is I think what we're gonna do I, when is we get there, is all their we're,
1: filmography
0: we're gonna do Eddie Murphy and we're gonna do Bart the bear <laughs> That's what's going to happen.
1: Amazing. I mean, if if you're pulling it out, he must have quite an eclectic filmography. So I am I'm super excited to see what other movies Bart the Bear has lent his acting talents to, because he's he's quite the character actor in this movie.
0: He might he might be on par with Tom Hanks for people <laughs> we've covered in the show so far. Let me put it Just that way.
1: Disappears into the role. <laughs>
0: yeah. Character no, actor shot In, in terms heads, of, in okay. terms of width of, like, in terms of the breadth of his his career,
1: he really had quite the filmography. I wonder what they paid him in. I mean, if, at, at this point, if he's a big star, like you got to be making the big bucks. Are they they paying him in fish, salmon? I
0: think they're like salmon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if bears get money. I
1: think we're not <laughs> money, but do you think? Th- do you think like his first movie? They're like, we're gonna give Bart the Bear five salmon, and by Doctor Doolittle, too. They're like, he's con- commanding. <laughs> Three crates of salmon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Robert Downey Jr. He's like, look, if you're making Dr. Doolittle 2, that last movie pulled in a lot of dough. <laughs> like... yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, other than that, this this is just a very silly, fun family movie. So I don't have, you know, a lot that you can really shit on for this movie. Like obviously it's not. A movie that's gonna break new ground it's not a movie that you're going to be like holding as the next coming of cinema but for what it is it's an enjoyable 87 minutes that goes by very smoothly and sometimes yeah. you can't you can't ask for more than that sometimes
0: yeah i mean it right it gets in it gets out and it does its job and uh the only thing i would say i didn't like is that the judge didn't let the weasel testify
1: yeah, we never got to see the weasel come in. That cause that would have been a very funny scene, I think.
0: Yeah, right. Like like the lawyer talking to the weasel in the courtroom. I've like I'm bummed I didn't get to watch it, honestly. Yeah.
1: Oh, also, I think probably one of my favorite things about this movie that I didn't even mention is just the ending that all of the animals in the woods just decide, hey, if we rise oh, yeah. up together, we can stop them. But then it doesn't end at them. They just go put the word out. And then every animal in the world just decides yes. to go on strike. And they just, yes. like, form
0: a union. It's so funny. Like, that's like that the whole...
1: we form a union. It's so yes.
0: funny. That whole scene when they're going to all the different animals. Like, they go to SeaWorld. And, like, the lady's like, yeah, let's see if they'll come out for their food. And then, like, they're all just under the water, like, shaking their heads no <laughs> Like, i'm not going out there
1: i love it goes to the yeah. dog park and they're all like strike strike and then you see the one kid getting yanked on the ground by the dog
0: or like the the cows refuse to give any milk <laughs> like
1: they just know that they're like we hone the means of production like
0: yeah yeah it's like what are you guys gonna do if there's no milk huh you better save that forest immediately
1: they're like we gotta come to the table here and i love that oh. it just ends in the courtroom uh, not the, in like the boardroom with literally
0: the negotiation just, with the animal yeah. and the raccoon just pisses on his I don't think he would like that. Yeah. Which, by the way, we missed like that's a great that guy, Michael Rappaport. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which is
0: the, the raccoon, such an
1: inspired choice. That raccoon, yeah, like, that yeah. was perfect casting.
0: Sure, I got rabies, I could bite somebody, but I can only do so much. Just it's so,
1: it's so good, and that's what I think. Another thing that I, I enjoy about this movie too is that it's we've talked about it so much is that it's it's not afraid to be as silly as possible. The movie and en- the movie gets there, Archie, you know, screws up, he gets he gets uh they, they blackmail him almost to his sense or they set him up. Yeah, and yeah. They're like, How how are we gonna do this once we can't let the weasel go? And the answer to the end of the movie is completely out of left field. They're just like, We're gonna go on strike. It's like yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, yeah, they finally get the deal they want. It was pretty crazy, like, how Archie, he's, like, totally a loser. He's totally out. And he's like, I know what I got to do. I got to do something totally crazy that almost kills me <laughs> to prove my love. It's like... Yeah, it's, right, you uh...
1: never actually see him own becoming a wild bear in the sense that he learns how to fend for himself and take care of, the you know, like, his pride of bears. He literally just gets out, goes like climbs out onto that log to steal the the beehive and immediately she's just wet. She's like, yeah, this guy's yeah. the guy for me.
0: Yeah, and the what well, I forget the the boyfriend bear is like, "Oh man, forget that." And he just like runs off. Yeah, he he's like, so off. <laughs> Like that guy's so crazy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and Archie's basically just saying, "I'm a real boy." Cuz he did it. He's a real bear. He's, he's the craziest bear in the woods, man. He's a real bear now, man i just thought it was funny i just thought it was funny that that's like his like his plan though he's like well everything else failed so i'll just do something totally insane
1: (laughs) it's exactly the type of movie that you would expect from us saying this for the people at home if you if you're looking for a good just fun 80 minutes of just silly puns and stupid animal humor you could do a lot worse than dr dolittle too
0: yeah exactly exactly exactly
1: all right, Jim. I think we've we've really honed in on all the hilarious silliness of Doctor Dolittle too. What do you say we get to that good old IMDb deep dive? So we're kicking it off with Eddie Murphy.
0: Yeah, let's start with Eddie Murphy. We'll say you, uh, we'll... you can go with that. We'll save Bart the Bear for the, the grand finale.
1: Got to save the real actor for a second. Sorry, Eddie Murphy. You're no Bart the Bear. You command four yes. crates of salmon, Eddie Murphy? I don't think so.
0: No, not even close.
1: Is Bart the Bear still working? I hope that, I hope he's still okay. I hope he's still alive. I, Is he okay?
0: I Bart the Bear, I believe, has passed away. Oh, dude. Gone too soon.
1: I never saw him in the In Memoriam at the Oscars. What the fuck?
0: Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Doctor Doolittle two or Beverly Hills Cop.
1: Beverly Hills Cop. That movie's a classic.
0: That's a great movie. Yeah. Um. What about Beverly Hills Cop two? Wait, like, where do you get off the Beverly Hills Cop train? And then Doctor Doolittle wins, or does it not win at all?
1: Doctor Doolittle two would win over Beverly Hills Cop three.
0: It's, mad- it's madness. It's madness. Madness.
1: Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> the one in the amusement park, get out it. Get out of here. Grab your torch and pitchforks Hot takes, hot takes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a hot take, dude. I don't know. Beverly Hills Cop three is real good. All um right. all right, so we talked about Beverly Hills Cop Doctor Doolittle two or the Nutty Professor.
1: Nutty Professor. I put it I'm gonna put Dr. Dr. Doolittle. Really? All right. All right. That's fair. I would put Doctor doolittle two ahead of the second Nutty Professors.
0: Clumps. Okay. That one. Yeah, that's fair. Meet the Clumps. I think it's called. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it's just t-
1: called the Clumps. Meet the Clumps.
0: Isn't there one called Meet the Clumps? What's that? Am I might just make that up. Meet
1: the Fockers. Meet the Spartans.
0: Oh yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Meet the Fockers. Yeah. Meet the Clumps. Right. Uh, <laughs> Doctor doolittle two or Mulan one's Ulan. a classic. Doctor Doolittle two, or I guess yeah, Doctor Doolittle two or Shrek. Shrek. Doctor Doolittle two or Showtime. Doctor Little two. That movie sucks. So with, like with Showtime. Robert De Niro, right? I think so. I haven't seen it in a hot minute. Let me let me click on it really fast. It's like Showtime.
1: the actor,
0: right? He's uh, like
1: shadowing the
0: cop. Yes, yes, I think that's right. No, 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 they're both cops. One of them is a cop on a reality TV show, though. That's what. That's, it is.
1: that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Fuck that movie.
0: Doctor Doolittle Two or the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Shut up!
1: Why are you even? <laughs> Shut up!
0: Wait, you didn't? La- you didn't watch Pluto Nash? Come on.
1: I I, I did unfortunately watch Pluto Nash. Doctor Doolittle <laughs> Two.
0: Dr. Doolittle 2 or The Haunted Mansion.
1: I like how you've just completely, like, not even... Outside of Beverly Hills Cop, you haven't even mentioned, like, early Eddie Murphy. You've really honed in on this awful mid-2000s era of Eddie Murphy <laughs> well, here.
0: What, what it, oh, I could have said, yeah, okay, let's go. We'll take... We'll rewind here. Dr. Doolittle 2 or Coming to America.
1: Yeah, Like, there you go, bro. Coming to America, obviously. It's classic that might okay, be my like, favorite there, eddie murphy movie
0: what other early eddie murphy is there that i missed dude there Marlo is Knights, is that what you're thinking i love nights
1: i actually have never seen that movie
0: oh okay 48 hours that's yeah okay yeah, 48 hours 48 hours
1: 48 hours i would I put dr. dr dolittle 2 ahead of another 48 hours the sequel that movie sucks
0: agreed uh dr dolittle 2 or trading places Tricking places it's a classic right there yeah. look at that escargo <laughs> <laughs> um all right i think i covered a, a good amount of the older ones now uh dr Doolittle, 2 or life
1: <laughs> a life that movie's so good
0: that's such a crazy comparison though i don't even know what to say about i don't that. even know how you
1: yeah can equate the two next to each other just completely opposite sides of the spectrum
0: all right um let's do one more and then let's see some of the later Eddie Murphy for Shrek 2 if we want to do it then oh see there's so many more though okay hold on Dr. Dolittle 2 or Daddy Daycare shut up
1: out of here with that shit Dr. Dolittle 2 I'm
0: taking, I'm taking Daddy Daycare and I'm never looking back Daddy. <laughs> Dr. Dolittle 2 right, right now with you or, or I Spy
1: the one with owen wilson
0: yeah i think so yeah yeah yeah, definitely
1: but you do a little too
0: i'll take i spy i really like dude i'm underestimating how much i liked eddie murphy now that. yeah
1: you're especially mid-2000s eddie murphy it seems like you're you're way in still
0: yeah way in when he started making like action comedies i was on board for sure (laughs) um but all right i think that's gonna be it for eddie murphy if i missed anything you can leave a comment let us know
1: and we'll circle back for it when we get to Shrek 2.
0: Yeah, let's move on to the real grand finale here. Bart yeah, give the me Bear,
1: Bart the Bear, baby. Let me hear right. some of these fantastic credits that this just espion provided us with.
0: So Do- Dr. Doolittle 2 was his first movie, so keep oh, really?
1: Oh, okay, all right,
0: wow, big, good debut. Dr. Dolittle 2 or without a paddle. <laughs>
1: uh dr Doolittle 2 i haven't seen without a paddle in so long we used to watch that all the time when we were in high school
0: yeah i think i'm gonna take dr dolittle 2 also dr Doolittle 2 or evan almighty
1: oh my god man what a, a career this bear has had already
0: <laughs> dr. Happened,
1: dr dolittle 2 that fucking movie's awful
0: i'm gonna take dr Doolittle 2 evan almighty's the sequel right yeah yeah i've never even seen it uh, really? Doctor Doctor Doolittle two or Into the Wild? So. Oh,
1: dude! See, this is where the bear starts to do more like serious fare. Like he made his early movies hey, dude, cutting he, his teeth. Now he's he gets range, bro. And now he's got range, man. Into the Wild? Ooh, Into the Wild. That's that's a great movie.
0: Yeah, I'll take Into the Wild. Good for this bear, man. Doctor Doolittle two or Zookeeper? That's oh, He's
1: got to. see, he makes one for him, and then he makes one for the studio.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. He's got to. He's got to put in his work. You know. He's like, like, look, look. We got a zoo movie, Bart. We need you. All right. But I, as long as I get to do Into the Wild, more stuff like Into the Wild, like Barty Boy, of course, Bubala, got you. And you better keep the salmon
1: coming. All right. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna be in Zookeeper, I'm gonna need. I'm sorry, to listen to me.
0: Are you taking Chris. zookeeper? <laughs>
1: no, I'm not taking zookeeper. All right, I'm got a
0: little too. Yeah, you're right. Doolittle too? Uh, Dr. Little Two. Dr. Little Two or We Bought a Zoo. Um Dude. See,
1: now he does one for him again.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: this this bear's got range, man. We yeah, Bought a Zoo. That's that's that movie meant. that movie is delightful.
0: Yeah, I'll take We Bought a Zoo. That's good. Uh all right, this is the last movie that's here that I've heard of. So this is what I'm going to say. I do have a couple more TV credits to add on at the end here, but you can't really do this or that with those. Uh, Dr. Doolittle 2 or Pete's Dragon? This bear, man. I'm
1: floored by this bear.
0: Wait, what a filmography, right?
1: What a, this filmography is better than some actors ever get That's to do. That's what I'm
0: saying, man. Like My
1: <laughs> God. Pete's Dragon. That movie is also delightful.
0: I don't think I've ever seen the the twenty six. It's the live,
1: yeah, it's the live action one, right? Yeah, obviously, obviously, if he's, yeah, yeah, no, that movie is delightful. I'd, I'd pick Peach Dragon.
0: Uh, I'm gonna have to watch it. So I'll get there,
1: man. Hold on, we're not done. Not too soon.
0: He has TV credits. (laughs) Of course, he does. He's got. Uh, credit for an episode of CSI in 2005. <laughs> he's Dude, everyone everyone cuts their
1: teeth. Everyone cuts their teeth in TV. Man, he's got it. Yeah, he gets his yeah. he gets his procedurals in.
0: All right, he uh, he's credited with one episode of Scrubs in 2006. He's credited with. He gets out of the TV game for a little while here. Um, well, that's but when he became he a big star. He gets back in with like a real primo credit. He gets a credit on one episode of Game of Thrones in twenty thirteen.
1: Oh, so he's in the bear, in the bear in the maiden
0: fair. I suppose he's credited as the bear. So he's, I imagine. He's that's the, what he's the bear that Brienne fights. Sure. He's Bart the Bear, dude. He's dude, of course. Bart, you need a bear, you call Bart.
1: Dude, when I was watching that episode too, I was like, I, I know I've seen that
0: bear somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That
1: bear that bear is a that guy absolutely
0: yeah I, he's he's probably the best that guy of all time <laughs> and much like much like that one actor who every movie he gets credited as Hector I don't know if you're familiar with
1: that yeah guy. the Latino guy right he's always yeah, like a gangbanger like
0: credits and every single one of them is Hector yeah yeah I know exactly who you're talking about the bear like Bart the bear he, it just goes down the club like down the line he's like oh By the way, he does not play Archie the bear. He plays one of the bear cubs at the end.
1: Oh, so he was young here.
0: Right, yeah. Dude, so he's a child
1: actor. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's a he's a child actor made good, dude. How many wow. of those stories are there? Yeah, right.
1: Didn't fall wow. to the catfalls of the system. Didn't get it hooked Seriously. on any drugs or anything. Good on this bear, yeah. man.
0: I mean, at least not that we know of. He did die yeah. young. He died at twenty-one. Rest in peace, oh, barth the Bear. Rest in peace, Bart the bear. That's maybe not too bad for a bear though. I don't know.
1: Way too soon. Yeah, I have no idea what the average life expectancy of a bear is, but that bear yeah. lived, damn it.
0: Yeah, and much like Hector, he's just, like, in 99% of these credits, he's either just bear or the bear. Okay,
1: I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: I know, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> this Bart bear Bart does knew. one thing well, it's be a bear. Let's
1: be a bear. They're like, all right, Bart, for this role, I need you to really hone in on this character. I need you to be a bear. He's like, son of a bitch, I can do it. <laughs> he's like, you came to the right bear.
0: That's maybe my favorite IMD deep dive we've done. I'm like really happy with how that turned out.
1: Yeah, this is a phenomenal stellar career right there. Uh, Just fantastic work by Bart the Bear. But all right, we've done our deep dive. We dove into the movie. It is now time to turn to Jim's favorite portion of the movie, uh, of the movie, of the podcast, where Jim tells us his rating while at the same time contextualizing what he thinks i'm going to give it so jim roll our lovely man ebert and let's dive into our ratings i'm roger ebert been a scene from the best film of the decade this is a great film all right jim let's hear it final ratings for Dr. All right. little too
0: so I've been raving about this movie for at least the last, what, 45 minutes or so? You have. You very much have. And I've been real worried for a long time, basically since we started doing this show, <laughs> that we are going to screw up these ratings because we gave Rugrats way too good of a score, and something is going to like be way better than Rugrats and get totally screwed in this list, right? You think
1: this is going to be the movie that's going to come in lower than Rugrats?
0: I, I think we might have found the movie that at least breaks the scale. So I've been raving about this movie, dude, and I'm just, I'm leaning in. If we're going to break it, I'm going to break it. Oh, I'm giving man. Dr. Doolittle 2 a 4 out of 5.
1: Oh my God, that is way an overcourse correction. You are really going. I'm breaking in, it, baby. I'm not messing really around. Going in on that. This is what, a whole new philosophy. So what's what's making you want to break so bad to give that? Because this is almost the inverse. Because you're saying that you're worried that we're going to give something that's going to have a score that's better, that a movie that's better than Rugrats becomes in lower than that. What yeah. makes you think Dr. Doolittle 2, if you didn't go for four stars, was going to come in lower than Rugrats? What do you think I'm going to What – what is making you think that?
0: You're You're thinking about this all wrong. <laughs> this is me shedding the burden of worrying about this list at all. This is uh, me, okay. this is me okay. removing that off this of is, my shoulders.
1: This is you taking off the shackles and accepting – I guess being a little bit more liberal in your rating scales. Because I have noticed we have had movies where I've seen you give pretty solid points throughout the movie and then give it two
0: stars. Absolutely, I, yes.
1: So, okay, so you're shedding your fear of
0: doing that. and I've you're been worrying about this for weeks. <laughs> and I've been staring Dr. Doolittle down, looking at it, and you know what, I just had to embrace it. It was the only way through. We're gonna do this a thousand plus times when you count bonus episodes and and like holiday episodes and whatever else we do. Um, I The list, it cannot survive. It will not survive. And the only thing to do is just say, I really enjoyed this movie. It made me laugh. I think it accomplished everything it was trying to accomplish, four out of five.
1: I am I'm so proud to see you <laughs> just let go of that boulder that's been weighing you down.
0: You I feel you, great.
1: They can't see it at home, but I, I can see it, people. He he in two yeah. seconds he looks like a whole new man.
0: It's yeah, it, ten, years like taking, ten years have been taken
1: ten years taken off this man's life right here. He looks ten years younger. It's
0: and you it's know what? Yeah? I don't know if we would have gotten here this fast without rugrats. I've been fearing it this whole time. And really, it was the key to my salvation. Sometimes the biggest pain. You just <laughs> yeah. need to shed it. Yeah. It's the night is always darkest before the dawn, TJ. Oh man.
1: All right. So that is high praise from you, Jim. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I think this movie knew what it was setting out to do, absolutely excelled in in setting out and what it wanted to do. It was a fun, enjoyable family movie. Didn't outstay its welcome. Got in, got out. Gave you exactly what you were hoping it would be. It was just an enjoyable way to spend 80 minutes. I'm not as insane to go the four-star route, but I will give this a very healthy three-star. I think this one is right, solid work, right down the middle of the line right there. I think this is a three-star movie, and uh I'll stand by that bad boy.
0: Yeah, so what does that get? us a seven, yeah? Oh,
1: yeah, so that puts Dr. Doolittle 2 at uh seven out of ten. I think, um, after Heather listens to this episode, she's going to want to murder both of us since Perfect Storm is at the bottom of the list with a three point five. Yeah, and then well, we came around and gave Dr. Doolittle two a seven. But, so uh, hey, it's our list. Not uh, my fault.
0: The Perfect Storm is a real stupid movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sorry, Heather. Doctor Doolittle. If 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 she <laughs> had cared enough to sit and watch Doctor Doolittle Two with me, she might have known the majesty that was such a great family. Oh, no,
0: she didn't even watch it. Get out of no, here! Like, no, no. When, when I said
1: when when I said I had to watch Doctor Doolittle Two, she was immediately like, "Yeah, you have fun with that." She was not in for that whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Well.
1: All right. Well. So with a seven out of ten. That we, we talked about seven out of 10 being the what's going to end up being the median average for these movies. And it is very much coming too to high pressure record. here. Oh, yeah. So right now, with a seven out of 10, that puts it with three other movies also sitting at a seven out of 10, which are How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Castaway, and Shrek. So now the question is, uh-huh. is we see how far high up it's going to go. So at the bottom of that one, at the seven mark, is Shrek. Jim, do you take Shrek or Dr. Dolittle too?
0: Oh, man. I'm gonna Jim, This
1: isn't... E- right, I was going to say, you're like, oh, man. Like, Jim, this is an easy one.
0: Dr. Doolittle 2 is, is
1: fun, but it should sit at the bottom of the sevens.
0: I'll take Shrek. I'll take Shrek.
1: I am also going to take Shrek. So that will put Dr. Doolittle 2 in the number 8th position right here, right behind now, Shrek. I
0: say, though, that wow. was
1: really hard.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That my was God. really hard. I wanted to take Dr. Doolittle 2. I couldn't do it.
1: Well, this is where it's going to be a funny one here, because it sits right behind Shrek with a 7. Sits just ahead
0: of Armageddon with a 6.5. Yeah, that's probably okay. That's fair. I said I was breaking it, dude. I told
1: you it was broken. <laughs> you, did, you did. So Dr. Dolittle 2 now sits above such classics as Armageddon, Star Wars Episode One, The Mummy Returns and x-men
0: yeah i've gone rogue bro (laughs) i'm not messing around
1: honestly those ones being low are your own damn fault because those are the ones where you were like still being cautious no
0: but i i still i will stand by the fact that dr dolittle 2 was a was a higher rated movie than a lot of those
1: and hey, I, I stand by it too here. This, you know, for me, obviously this list is just a fun little thing to do. Obviously, we don't take it so seriously, but it is always fun seeing where these things end up lying here and laughing at it after the fact. Um, but I've got no problem with Dr. Doolittle too, sitting here in this position right now. So I am much like you, I am totally okay with its placement right here ahead, yeah, ahead. of in.
0: If anybody has any problems with where I put Dr. Little 2 on the list, you let me know where you would put it, huh? Let me know where you would put it.
1: Yeah, let us know down in the comments below where you would place Dr. Doolittle 2. Uh, but I dare you to try and watch that movie and not enjoy yourself. And that's all I have to say about that. Now, Jim, we turn our attention again to next week's episode. Uh, next week is going to be an interesting one because, so this is going to be my hint for you. Okay. So next week's episode is a sequel to a movie that we've already done on the podcast. It's Summer 2001.
0: I think we talked about it tonight, did we? Did we? A sequel to a movie we've already done on the podcast. Um hold on. Hold <laughs> please. Is it X two?
1: No, it is not. We're in two thousand and one.
0: I don't know what year did X two come out.
1: <laughs> With three. I mean, the previous X Men was literally the year before two thousand. That would be a very quick turnaround.
0: Hmm. Oh, okay. I'm kind of hoping it's Attack of the Clones, but I think that it's actually going to be Jurassic Park three. It
1: is Jurassic Park three.
0: We're still nice, a little, dude. we're still yes. a little
1: ways away from Attack of the Clones. That's that's 2002, but that one is fast approaching. But yes, no, our first sequel that we will be, well, obviously we've done sequels, but our first time doing an episode and then doing the sequel to that movie. Uh, so yeah. first time here on the pod, we will be diving into Jurassic Park 3, the much maligned Jurassic Park movie, probably the black sheep of the Jurassic Park movies. So it's gonna be interesting to go back to that one. I don't think I've watched this one in a hot minute. I, I've watched it enough that I remember a good amount of the movie, but it's been long enough that it will be fun to revisit. What about yeah, you?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. We talked a little bit about one of maybe my favorite things to ever happen in a movie in the Lost World episode. We talked about it. <laughs> uh so I'm I'm real excited for this one. This is just um peak levels of dumb, and I'm so pumped.
1: Yeah, like you want to talk about perfect early 2000s B moviness. This movie is at the top of the heap. And I think what I'm most excited for is the new addition to our soundboard of the Velociraptor saying, Alan.
0: Dude, you saw stole... I would that was gonna be my sign-off for the night. I was oh, gonna be like, and it's yeah. the triumphant
1: return of Alan. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> have i done
0: it's okay it's okay i finally thought of one after like 14 weeks (laughs) and i stole
1: it out from under him
0: (laughs) Uh, that is absolutely making it to the soundboard yeah i'm I'm already picking things out for this one i'm so pumped
1: yeah this is gonna be this is one too that i told heather she has to watch this is the only jurassic park movie she hasn't seen so i told her she has to watch this or at least give it a shot she's got to sit down and at least give it 15 minutes and then after that she can fuck off if she she hates it
0: i when we did the lost world yeah no that's that's great she needs to watch it for sure
1: yeah i Um, actually think she'll like it i think that one's gonna be right up her alley
0: yeah when we did the lost world episode i watched the lost world like a couple of times and then i watched um i watched like The Lost World and then Jurassic Park 3 and then The Lost World and then Jurassic Park 3 like in like a day I had them on in the background while I was doing all my chores. Uh, So I've watched like large swaths of Jurassic Park 3 recently and I'm gonna watch it probably two more times before we do this episode I'm so hyped.
1: (laughs) So you heard it here folks this is gonna be one that Jim is very very excited to dive into so be sure. We have
0: our next 10 sir.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go. So make sure you get your ass back here for next week's episode so you can hear all the Jim goodness as he dives into Jurassic Park 3. Uh, I won't ask you this week now for a sign out here, Jim, since I already unfortunately stole it from you. Alan. 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 It's going to be a glorious one. But that will do it for all of us here at Front Row Cinema in this episode. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies.